0: Welcome to another message from Bridge Assembly, located at 725 Granite Avenue in Helena, Montana. For more information on Bridge, go to our website at bridgehelena.com. It is our prayer that this message will help you to connect with God, connect with others, and connect others with God. need to be praying that's how we need to be living our life in jesus name it has the power to cast out the demonic it has the power to cast out fear it has the power to bring healing it has the power to um, open the ears so that we may hear truth in jesus name father it is so good to be in your house this morning it is so wonderful that we can gather together corporately and turn our eyes, our minds, our hearts toward you right now. Lord God help us to never take this time and miss that. Miss the simplicity of gathering together in your name. Miss the, the, the complex beauty of gathering together in your name today, Lord God, we lift the name of Jesus high. Lord God, let it ascend in our personal lives to the pinnacle of all we are. Lord God, as we turn our eyes toward you, we seek your truth, we seek your Holy Spirit discernment as we walk through a world that is full of deception and lies and And there's so much false teaching and false thoughts out there. Lord God, help us to stand firm in your truth. Lord God, help us to open up our Bibles. To seek your wisdom and your word out of those. Lord God, your wisdom and your will are the most important things that we can be praying upon our lives. Lord God, we desire your wisdom. And we desire that your will be done. This morning, Jesus, be glorified in every word that we speak, every word that we sing in this teaching, in our response. Jesus, be glorified. Because, Lord, we love you. We love you so much. So, Lord God, have today, have your way. Help us to lower our defenses, to, to humble ourselves, to to an expectation, open up our ears, our hearts, and our minds. Jesus be glorified. If you believe that, if you will affirm that with me, you will pray in the name of Jesus. Everybody, just shout out "Amen" with me. Amen. You guys can see? The, oh, yeah, are. Yeah. It's uh. Kids, I'm just going to go ahead and dismiss you now get you guys out of here. I'm I'm excited about this message, so I want to get through announcements and just jump into this. I know I say that a lot, but I'll be honest, a lot of the time I'm just super excited about this. Alright, kids, they're gone. Um, announcements. Several quick announcements. I always say several quick announcements and I am very gifted in making quick announcements take a long time. We hope that this morning I don't screw announcements up as bad as I did last week, but we'll just see. Um, We have a, there's an open house at Shodair. If you guys have driven by you know that they've expanded greatly. Um, And that open house will be January 19th from 4 to 7 p.m. Beth. Yes, Beth. That's the correct date. Is the 19th? So it's the 19th. See, I wasn't. My, I don't know. I didn't even the Thursday, the 19th. So Beth works there, and, and so with Beth working there, I, I get um I get to hear what all goes on in there, and it's just the obviously the the people that go to show there are in meetings. And there's a desperate need in their life for not only the services that they directly provide, and Beth knows this, they're in desperate need of Jesus Christ in their life. So really, I see this an open house. They're saying, hey, public, come see our new building. Look at what we have done. Look at all the things that we can do. That's what, that's what they say. What I say is, is, wow, this is an opportunity for me to walk those halls and speak the name of Jesus. That's the opportunity for me to walk those halls and pray that the Holy Spirit just infiltrate that place. Amen? So there's, there's, it's, it's, we don't go to an open house like this to just celebrate their accomplishment. We need to see this as an opportunity to, to go to a place like this and get the name of Jesus into that place. Amen? Amen. So if you can make it, that's a, that's a wide time, 4 to 7. Um, Stop in there, man. If you're there for five minutes and you're praying for five minutes, man, that's five minutes of Jesus in there. So please don't take this for granted. I know we're all busy. We have so much to do, but if you can make it, just pop your head in there and, and, uh, and just take that entire time praying the blood of Jesus and the power of truth and uh, the acceptance of, of God's love into there. Amen? That's pretty awesome, huh? pretty awesome to have those kind of opportunities. And and Lord, help us to see those type of opportunities in our life. This isn't just one more thing to do, Lord God, but this is an opportunity to speak the name of Jesus over that place. All right, on the 22nd, that is a Sunday, uh, West of 50s will be meeting right after service for a soup and salad. There is a sign up. At guest services i think it is just sign up sign up what you're going to bring always an awesome time with that and then the week after that is our last sunday of the month so last Sundays we always do a potluck on the last sunday of the month so that'll be january 29th look at your bulletin figure that out um there's so much good stuff in the bulletin in the weekly email make sure you're just looking at those things and then it's with my excitement that i get to announce this morning that Bridge Cafe will open on the 29th. right? Yeah, yeah. Dave, Dave's just like, uh-huh, yeah. Pastor, it'll open. Technically, it'll open. Um, now, if you if you walk through there, it's it's. I mean, this thing kind of blew up and grew, and uh, it's not just a hey, they serve coffee, drinks, and stuff like. I mean, it's nice. Um, when it gets done, it's going to just be pretty amazing. And that's that'll be the 29th, will be the kickoff Sunday for that. Um, Mel guaranteed that that, that would happen. Um, I'm trusting Mel. Man, I'll just trust her. And really what we want to do now that, that that is going to be open is we don't want to get to church at 10 o'clock, right? We want to get to church at like 9.30, maybe 9.15, and really use... The the cafe and this time is a time to connect and converse, to share testimonies, just to hang out, to get your coffee, to do all of those things. But we really want to move that up. Uh, For me, it's just as easy to get to somewhere at 9.30 as it is at 10, right? Maybe that's just my mixed up way of thinking. But... if you're one of those people that maybe tends to run a little behind, just a little behind, just tell yourself, I'm going to get to church at 9. And then when you when you pull in here at 9.40, you'll be good, right? It's a little trick. So so we really want to use that as a time. Um, I think what we're planning on is is that the, the, the Bridge Cafe will be open after, through and after the potluck on that Sunday, too, just to kind of get exposed to it. It's going to be awesome. Um, my vision for this is that, like, the ladies um, on Tuesday nights can shift in there, and it's just going to be a more cozy place and a nicer place. And maybe men, men's ministry wants to go over there, not necessarily for the coffee, but just for it's going to be a nice room. It, it, it really is. Um, so that's something to be excited about. And then, one last thing how many of you guys were here for prayer on Friday? 60 minutes. Man, it was an intense 60 minutes. It was wonderful. Um, we had a really good turnout. Um, if you were here, you probably um, have testimonies of, of what God showed you, but man, God was showing people some cool stuff. God showed me all sorts of good stuff. I think I, I walked through every doorway in this building. I was up in the balcony. I was in the basement. The furnished room. I mean, places that you probably don't even know exist. In this church, I tried to hit all of those. It's just a good house cleaning and just to, again, pray the name of Jesus upon this, this building. I, I walked around the property, didn't fall one time, so I thought, man, God must be in this. I mean, it was slick out, um, but what a wonderful time. Uh, we're going to probably have another one of those coming up, probably relatively soon, maybe within the next month. It was just a good thing. Do you guys did you like that format of Hey, you get here at six. Once you walk through those doors, you're in prayer, and you pray for those sixty minutes, and then we can leave. It, it was just a good thing. So look for that. We'll probably have that coming up here um, as we um, I say as we see fit or deem necessary but prayer is necessary all the time and maybe we'll 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 switch it up and make it look just a little different Um, we can do more of a corporate prayer um, time or I I don't know we'll just let the Holy Spirit lead on that but we we know how important prayer is and uh, this church subscribes to that absolutely 100% four ways to give if if, uh, If you didn't know this already, there's always four ways to give. You can give online at bridgehelena.com. You can text it. You can do the giving boxes. You can mail it. Um, You can get to the online giving through our church app. If you don't have that on your phone yet, it's a great thing to have on your phone. You can get to messages and all these different things. We believe in the giving principle here as well, so we don't want to be a roadblock in that. We want to give you every opportunity to give um, when the Holy Spirit prompts, or you just say, man, this is a principle of God. I don't need the prompting of the Holy Spirit. I am going to do it anyway. Speaking of giving, your giving statements from 2002 are in the foyer, on the table. Grab those. Um, Any leftover will have to stick in the mail, and we know how the mail is. They're so convenient and efficient, and not really. All of those things. All right, you guys ready? Are you guys ready to get moving here? I am so ready to get moving. Let's pray. Father, once again, we, we give thanks that we are able to be here this morning. And Lord God, in preparation of this message and being here, Lord God, we, we turn our hearts towards you. Um, Lord God, we Lord help us to engage our brains because it's so important not to separate our, our hearts and our, and our minds. Lord God. Let those ears be open. Let our eyes be aware. Let us be attentive, Lord God. I believe that if we position ourselves, we can then hear what You are speaking. Because I don't believe You only speak sometimes. I believe, Lord, You are a a speaking God. Jesus is the Word. The Word represents speech. It represents communication. I believe that You are constantly communicating with us. The problem is, is us that we don't always open our ears, we don't always be quiet, we don't always seek Your voice. So Lord God, help us turn our, just turn ourselves, the entirety of ourselves to You this morning. Holy Spirit, allow me to speak only those things which You would have me to speak. Shut my mouth with anything else. And like I always pray, Holy Spirit, please, 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 do not let anybody leave here today the same way that they walked in. Lord God, we welcome your conviction, your challenge, your change, your confirmation. Lord God, we desire those things in our life. We pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone shout it out. Amen. I'm a little dry today. I got a little thing going on with my voice today. So we'll just have to keep my whistle wetted. Um, and we'll make it through this. All right, if you guys were here last week, and I hope that you were, um, we talked about faith, right? Boy, that's a general statement. We talked about faith in church. Well, I hope so. And really, in terms of faith, I challenge you to look at your faith like like a process, remember, that is built upon God experiences that we have, right? We have those God experiences. We need to recognize those God experiences. We need to... Um, we really need to position ourselves and really desire to have those God experiences. And our faith is to be its be living, right? We're supposed to have that living faith that should be growing. Not something, if you remember, that we try to contain in a box and put on the shelf with all the other busy things we have in our life and we file it away. That is not how God intended us to conduct our faith. It needs to be a process that's growing day. By day, by day, and I use the example of a chain. Remember, and the links of a chain. Um, something's funny, Georgie. You can blame it on Charlie. I, I would understand. I use the example of a chain, and that every link in that chain is a God experience, and that chain is never to, to quit growing. Right, we're we're to continue. Um, the more we are aware of the beauty and the excitement of God experiences in our life, the less likely we are to miss a link. That was the title of the message last week. If you missed it, you can get on it. It's just simply called The Missing Link. And hopefully that was a visual that was helpful to each one of us. Um, we need to look. Again, we need to look. We need to understand. We need to crave. And we need to, to chase after those God experiences in our life. And as we do so, as we continue to have a mindset of that, then our faith as well as our, our, our faith chain will continue to grow bigger and bigger and bigger. Our chain is, is really our, our testimony, isn't it? We should have many different links in that testimony. If you are sharing the same testimony over and over and over for the last five, 10, 20 years you need to get a new testimony. you need to allow God to, to give you some new experiences that, that you can be sharing. so today I want to I want to pick up where we left off last week because if we're not careful we can fall into a dangerous trap here. See we must not get caught up in simply seeking, to build a long-faith chain. This chain, though full of great God experiences in my life, it's actually pretty useless if I don't employ it and if I don't put it to use. Do you guys agree with that? God gives us experiences in our life. Some of them are hard experiences. Some of them are tragic experiences. But it's it's experiences where God came in and, and affected us and showed us things like that. Those aren't just for us. We need to put those into use. We need to employ those. The trap that we must be very aware of is our temptation to live a long, God-experience-filled life while disregarding our usefulness or our job that God has for us. See, every one of us in here, God has a job for each one of us. God, for some crazy reason, put me in this position. This isn't my job, right? It's a, it's a vocational job, but it's also my, my ministry job. It's the calling that God put on me. But, but you have a calling that is, that is no less important, that is no less impactful. So if we simply look at a chain and the links that we can add, we can get so consumed in that chain, we can forget about the job that God has for each one of us to do. See, our faith chain is not merely meant to be decoration. It's not meant to be a trophy that we carry around. It is intended to be a component used to glorify Christ in our life through our actions, our deeds, and our good works. James says it very well in chapter 2. James 2 So you see, my chain is useless if I keep it to myself. Here's what I want and need you to understand. We are invited to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Isn't that a wonderful thing? The personal relationship, it's beautiful. It's amazing. It is where we get to meet and talk with Jesus. It is where we learn more about Him and his attributes and through this we learn more about ourselves it is where scripture comes alive and the intensity of our faith grows it's very much a place where we have some of the most intense God experiences personal relationship with Christ is fundamental and conditional to our salvation experience and yet we must understand that our personal relationship with Christ is also to be our public relationship with Christ. Did you get that? Did you get that one? Well, let's just make sure. we got to understand that our personal relationship with Christ is also to be our public relationship with Christ. The inward the inward experience of who Christ is to you must become an outward expression of who Christ is to the world around us. That's pretty huge. I'm taking your silence as you going, wow, that's that's pretty huge, because it is. Christ never intended to be the secret person in your life. Christ very much intends to be the public person in your life. In other words, the chain that is being built by your God experiences is meant to be used for the work of the kingdom. As such, our faith chain must always be anchored to Christ himself. And that seems strange to say that. Because all of us should be going, well, yeah. Well, well, duh, of course. Of course my faith chain needs to be anchored to Christ. However we can have a tendency to seek the experiences over the one who gives those experiences if not careful. Because after all, I want to feel, I want to feel a certain way. I want to see certain things. I want certain knowledge and importance and title. I want, I want blessing and, and I want favor and I want protection. Now, now those are all good things to want but only if we want Christ Himself more and first. More than any of those things. Unfortunately, I have seen too many passionate Christians fall into the pitfall of, of seeking signs and wonders while forgetting about or putting the Savior on the back burner. Their chain is shiny and is full of links. But that chain has become a distraction, even a hindrance to who Christ is to them. My intent here today is to spur you on in keeping the main thing, the main thing. And the main thing is always Jesus Christ. No matter the day, the situation, the season, or the experience. So please understand my heart here. I want only to glorify Christ and compel you to be aware and persistent in your relationship with Him. That's paramount. That is above all things. It's not what you do for God. It's how you spend time with God. See, it's quite easy to get distracted and sometimes that Distraction comes in the form of the spectacular, the exciting, the wondrous things that we see others doing and talking about. Did did you read that book? Did you watch that video? Did you see the spectacular things that are going on in that church? See, we can be like a moth to a flame and go through life always seeking the next best thing, the next best experience there's people who live that way they never ground themselves they never they never allow roots to grow because they're always they're always enticed by that exciting spiritual next best thing and i got I gotta run there to experience that because that that must be where God is is over there except because of the new covenant because We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Just not so sure that that's accurate. Again, the only way to guard against this is keeping the main thing, the main thing. Now I'm in no way saying that everything that piques our interest, that causes us to get excited or draws us in is dangerous. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is that if those things in any way distract us from the main thing, Christ Himself, you need to recognize it and submit it to the Holy Spirit in prayer while testing it against the Scriptures. That's what we need to be doing. How do you stay safe theologically and doctrinally? You do that. You keep aware. You ask for that discernment. Just because something seems good, test it. Nothing of God fears being tested. So we test it, we submit it to the Holy Spirit, we look to Scripture. Let's look at First Peter chapter 2 and then we'll dive into how we can keep our faith healthy and our faith strong. This is 1 Peter 2, 4, and 5. Come to Him, the risen Lord, as to a living stone which men rejected and threw away, but which is a choice and but which is choice and precious in the sight of God. You believers, like living stones, are being built up into a spiritual house for a holy and dedicated priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices that are acceptable and pleasing to God through Jesus Christ. This right here, this right here is so thick, it's so monumental. This right here is saying, that we are made for the Lord. God created man. Man did not create God. We are not on the same level. We are made for the Lord. We are, to, we are made to be stones, living stones that are being put together and used to construct a holy and dedicated priesthood. That's weird. That's really weird to think of because we think of priests in a certain aspect and, and things like that. But, but if we dig into this, we understand that Peter here is referencing the Old Testament priesthood that was restricted to the descendants of Aaron, Moses' brother, alone. Only, only they could be, only that bloodline could, could be the, the priests and be in that priesthood. Their job. Their very existence was to offer sacrifices and intercession to God on behalf of the people and to communicate with God. That's what they did. That that was their job. That was their whole livelihood. That was their whole life. But because of Christ and the new covenant, everything has changed. Every born-again believer, every follower of Christ has been made a priest before God. That means we all have access to God through Christ. We are all obligated to live a holy life. We are to offer ourselves as living sacrifices and to resist being conformed to the world. We are to praise Christ, worship Him through our words, actions, prayers, and petitions, serving others, doing good deeds, giving for the kingdom, praying for others and proclaiming the word the, to the world the greatness and the necessity of having Christ in their life. See, these are the God experiences that we must seek in order to lengthen our chain. And this can only occur when we comprehend that we, the living stones, must be built up and constructed in the one true living stone. And this is where the brilliant, the brilliant example of the cornerstone principle comes to a living reality. See, the cornerstone is the first stone, it's the very first stone. It's the stone that all the work is put into. It's cut just right. It's milled just right. It's the very first stone that is set in in the construction of a masonry foundation. All other stones will be set in reference to this one stone. The cornerstone determines the position and the strength of the entire structure. Everything else, every other stone laid in this structure, finds its definition and its purpose in this first and vital stone. Let's keep going in First Peter. Now we look at, at six through eight. For this is contained in Scripture. Behold, I am laying In Zion, a chosen stone, a precious, honored cornerstone. And he who who believes in him, whoever adheres to, trusts in, and relies on him, will never be disappointed in his expectations. This precious value, then, is for you who believe in him as God's only son, the source of salvation. But for those who disbelieve, the very stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone, and a stone of a stumbling and a rock of offense. For they stumble because they disobey the Word of God, and to this they who reject Him as Savior were also appointed. My goodness, this was written by Peter, we'll just say a, a while ago, a couple thousand years ago. How appropriate is this for today? The stone has become a stumbling block, a a, a rock of offense, and they stumble because they disobey the Word of God. My goodness, we're seeing that play out right before us. At no time in history has the name of Jesus been hated as much as it's been hated right now. It's been denied. They're trying to water it down. They're trying to manipulate. They're trying to change it. But our everlasting God and His Word never changes. See when we read that Christ is the cornerstone what that means is that Jesus is the one that is right and true. Only Jesus is the one that is right and true. The only one that we are to be aligned, defined and positioned off of because Christ is the only one who is in perfect orientation with the father. Christ is the only one that's in perfect or orientation with the father. You got false prophets out there, you got false religions out there that are claiming all sorts of things. They're trying to diminish who Jesus is, they're trying to ascend in their own title. But the reality is is that Christ is the only one in perfect orientation with The Father. So when we align ourselves with Christ, what we are doing is that we are realigning ourselves with the Father. Oriented with the Father is the place where mankind was created to be. But because of Adam, that alignment failed and we became misaligned. We became aligned with this world. Coming to Christ, being born again into the kingdom of God creates a perfect building opportunity in our life because whatever is built in alignment with Christ will be right and true also. Whatever is built with Christ, however strange that may seem, however crazy that may seem to you, if it's built in and aligned with Christ, it will always be right and true. Understanding that Christ is the cornerstone also helps us to gain a better understanding about the foundation that we are to be built upon. See, the attributes of God flow from Christ, the cornerstone. What are the attributes of God? Well, let's search the Scriptures. Let's look at Jesus when he walked this earth. We have Old Testament references. Jesus lives out and displays the attributes of God. Therefore, they flow from Christ, the cornerstone. And these attributes form the foundation that our life is to be built upon. Look at Isaiah 28, 16 and 17. Behold, I am the one who has laid as a foundation in Zion, a stone, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone of a sure foundation. Whoever believes will not be in haste, and I will make justice the line, and righteousness the plumb line, and and hail will sweep away the refuge of lies, and water will overwhelm the shelter. Now we have a great visual of Christ as the cornerstone, And coming off of that cornerstone is justice extending as the line and righteousness as the plumb line. Now, if you guys know anything about construction, you know that the line being referenced here, it it is what orientates everything on a horizontal plane. That's what this line is. The the plane, um, the horizontal plane, the plumb line, on the other hand, the plumb line orientates everything on a vertical plane. So now we're talking horizontal, and now we're talking vertical. This gives the ability to build both out as well as up. Flip that slide. True justice and true righteousness can only come from God, and they are established to us and in us by means of of Christ Himself. See, as we align ourselves with Christ and position ourselves with the cornerstone, our placement as a living stone is determined by His justice and His righteousness. See, we can't shortchange anything here. Oh no, Christ is my cornerstone. That's just the way it is. I'm aligned by Christ the cornerstone. No, Christ is the cornerstone and it is His justice and his righteousness that are helping to position you just right where you need to be. The right level, both horizontally and vertically. You don't want to be all sloped off in your life, right? You don't want to sit there and go, go through life crooked. You can't do that when you're aligned with the, the cornerstone because, because there's, a, there's a horizontal line and there's a vertical line. Justice and righteousness. We can think of... Justice here is, is making something right, right? That's the be the definition of, of justice. Sin entered the world and corrupted us, but through God's justice, by way of the blood of Christ, things are made right. We orientate our life based on Christ and His atoning work at the cross and live in right relationship with the Father. Now we can think of righteousness as the descriptor of God's character, which, by the way, is perfect and it's constant. It's not just perfect, it's perfect and constant. God's righteousness contains all his attributes and never sways. It never changes. We should thank God for that. He doesn't do a bait and switch. He doesn't say, hey, it's a new year, everything has changed. My righteousness has changed. My requirement for you has changed. It doesn't work that way. See, it allows us to have unlimited trust and confidence in who He is forever and ever and ever. Christ both models God's attributes through His righteousness and He also guides us in our life by way of the Holy Spirit. Man, there's so much foundational principles here that we should never be a Christian that sways like a tree back and forth not quite knowing what's right, not quite knowing where we belong. There's foundational principles that say, hey, here's the cornerstone, here's the line and the plumb line, here's where you need to be, here's where you need to solidify yourself, let Christ put that, that mortar in there and, and stick it in there and stay there. We never have to worry that the rules are going to change. We can have confidence in who we are as a Christian. So many false religions like Jehovah Witnesses or, or Mormons, have you, have you noticed that throughout the years things change? <laughs> oh, all of a sudden things are different. Not so with true Christianity. Not so with the born-again mindset and the, and the truth that comes out of the Scripture. It never changes. In essence, his righteousness is to become our righteousness, right? you believe that? Does that seem like, wow, how, how could that be? How could that be? God is God in his righteousness his righteousness is supposed to be my righteousness how can that ever happen i'll tell you this it can never happen without the blood of jesus and the power of the holy spirit being built up in christ becomes more meaningful when we have a greater understanding of the building process right you got something you're building a house you're you're redoing a car things like that. If you simply hire somebody to do that and all of a sudden it's done, you're happy that it's done. Oh, look at my house, look at my car, look how cool it is. And somebody comes up to you and says, hey, hey, tell me about it. What was the building process like? And you're like, I have no idea. Somebody else did it. You don't have that knowledge. You don't have that understanding. See, that's how our faith is as well. We need to understand the building process because we are involved in that building process process let's look at Colossians 2 6 and 7 this is this is great this is so good therefore as you received Christ Jesus the Lord so walk in him rooted and built up in him and established in the faith just as you were taught abounding in thanksgiving so now see it's all building on it. Uh, 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 it Man, we got the cornerstone, we've got the lines, the stones are coming in, the foundation, the attributes, the, the justice, the righteousness. And, and, and now, not only are we to be living stones laid in accordance with the chief cornerstone and, and orientated by His justice and His righteousness, we are to abound at thanksgiving. How cool is that? So it's all coming together. Look at Psalm 717. I will give thanks to the Lord and thanks due to His righteousness and I will sing praise to the name of the Lord, the Most High God. I love it. I love how it's all tied together. Because it has to be. It has to be. Because God's plan is too perfect for it not to be. But it doesn't end there. Look at Psalms 89. Righteousness and judgment and justice are the foundation of your throne. Steadfast love and faithfulness go before you. Wow. Now steadfast love and faithfulness come into play. Attributes. Listen to this. Attributes that go or proceed or advance before the Lord. And, and this makes sense to us, doesn't it? Because it was God's love that we experienced first, right? It was His love that called us to Him. It is His faithfulness that allows us to experience His love, right? And that love is available to all who exist in this world now, who will exist in this world, that have ever existed in this world. Because His faithfulness is what allows us to experience His love. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that He gave His begotten Son. His love always precedes Him. So all the components are coming together here. They're building upon each other. They're supporting each other. And all are based off the cornerstone, Jesus Himself. I'm telling you, you can't make this stuff up. This is eternal truth. This wonderful, strong, everlasting, eternal foundation that we are invited to become a part of. Wow, look at that structure. That's an amazing structure. Well, wait, God, you're inviting me to become a part of this? To be put in this? to live a life now within this foundation, your attributes, your righteousness, to be to be forgiven because of your justice and your love. You're, you're inviting me to do that right now? Oh, and not only that, it's for all eternity. How could anybody in this world not want that? I'll tell you how... They cannot want it. It's because Christianity has been misrepresented to so many people. It's been done in such a wrong way. We need to get back to the cornerstone. We need to understand the building process. I think if we understand the building process that we're in, we can better minister to people that don't have a clue. Well, I didn't even know I was a brick. You're a brick. Man, but you're a brick over here in this pile of refuge and garbage. But God doesn't want you to be a brick in that. God wants you to be a brick in, in this, this beautiful, wonderful structure that He is building. And oh, by the way, there's a cornerstone, and, and it's called Jesus Christ, and He is our Lord and Savior. And, and from the cornerstone shoots out a, a, out a line of, of justice and a plumb line of, of righteousness, and it's so amazing. And, and, and love goes before that, that how can we have anything but... Thanksgiving. How exciting is it when we talk about the structure that God is building, that He's wanting to build in each one of us, that we are a part of that structure. It all, it all points to Jesus. It has always pointed to Jesus. You go back into the Old Testament, read the Old Testament, it's always pointing to Jesus. And for all eternity, it will always point to to Jesus. That's why we celebrate Jesus. That's why we love Jesus. That's why we surrender to Jesus. That's why we say, Jesus, I give you all things. Put me into service for you. And Jesus has never and will never say anything contrary to these truths. You know that? <laughs> Jesus is not never going to say anything contrary to the attributes of the Father. And the fact that he is the cornerstone. Look at John 14:6. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. We know that scripture, don't we? We've heard that scripture. Maybe if we can't say, Hey, that's John 14:6, we know that who is Jesus. Well, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, right? We know that. We know that. We know that, man, no one comes to the Father except through Jesus. We have an understanding of that. Did you know that this is a cornerstone statement? That's saying a lot. This is a cornerstone statement. See, some believe that there are other ways to the Father and to heaven. But that runs in direct opposition to the words of Jesus. And the principles of the cornerstone runs contrary to it. It becomes a stumbling block because you're denying the words of Jesus. Others believe that everyone will eventually, at some time, wind up in heaven. Because after all, God is love. But that too runs in direct opposition to the words of Jesus and the principles of the cornerstone. We gotta call truth truth, and we gotta call lies lies. See it all ties back to our faith process and the experiences that that make up our faith chain. And our chain is useless and it's worthless if not anchored to the living stone of Christ. For me personally Because of the way God wired my brain, one of the things I truly value about Scripture is the visual picture it creates within its complex theology. Right? That isn't by accident. Think of how many times Jesus took a a a visual picture to explain the complex theology. I am the vine. You are the branches. He talks about fruity. I mean, it's, it's chock full. Jesus was always creating a visual picture to help people understand the complex theology. That works good for somebody like me. I'm a very visual person, right? It's like, man, I can grab on to this. I can visualize a cornerstone and all the other stones going out and up from it. Can't you just visualize that? I visualize that very very easily. I can understand from building Legos when I was 10 years old the importance of being level and plumb and structured in a way that brings strength and endurance. I can visualize those things and that complex theology comes alive. I hope today you will take two things away from this message. First, That we are to seek Christ ahead of all other things because He is the basis for all God experiences. We need to remember that. We need to understand that. We seek Christ above every experience, above everything. And second, that we understand the importance of our cornerstone and that our orientation to Him is, is the basic determination Of everything else if we are incorrectly orientated with the cornerstone it will be the basic determination of everything else if you're off from the cornerstone everything is going to be off horizontal and vertical that means your relationship with God which is vertical right that means your horizontal relationship with others it's all gonna be off if you're not first aligned with the cornerstone on the other hand When we are aligned in all the principles we talked about today, when we are aligned, when we are positioned in this structure, how God has determined He wants us positioned, based off and defined by the cornerstone, everything vertical and everything horizontal is going to be right and true. It will be in alignment with Jesus Christ. Make no mistake, the world And the enemy seeks to skew that alignment. If he can knock us off just by a degree. Think about that. You know how degrees work? If I'm off of a degree and it's a foot away from me, not that big a deal, right? When I get a mile out, man, I'm a mile off. So we have to submit everything. We need to humble ourselves to Christ Jesus Himself. We need to test it against Scripture. And we need to rely and draw upon the wisdom of the Holy Spirit seeking only the will of God in our lives. See, when we seek something other than the will of God in our lives, we start getting a little crooked in our foundation, right? That's the thing. Until we walk into glory, we have the ability to be a little bit fluid in that orientation. It's up to us to say, no, I'm going to realign myself upon the cornerstone and we go through phases in our life where we do get off and we say man i need to come back i need to reestablish myself with the cornerstone i need to realign myself with the, the cornerstone that involves a lot of humility and repenting and chasing after jesus it's just what we need to do i wish i wish when man, God would, man, we get born again and he grabs that brick and he grabs the best mortar. Man, it's the most solid mortar and he mortars us in. And we couldn't move, right? Man, we can't move. I can't sin. No matter how hard I try, I can't sin. I'm stuck with the cornerstone. That's not how it works, though. We have this nasty thing and this most wonderful thing called free will, it's a double edged sword. It's so great in so many ways, and it's so terrible in so many ways. But it allows us to take part in our own faith, to determine what's most important. Let's look at... uh, We're going to really end with this passage in Matthew. And oddly enough, it's one more visual passage that we'll be able to take with us. It's Matthew 7, 24-27. Everyone then who hears these words of Mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall. Why? Because it had been founded on the rock. It had a foundation in the cornerstone. And everyone who hears these words of Mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand, the shifting sand. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell. And great was the fall of it. It's pretty visual, isn't it? How many guys be honest in your brains were going, ooh, the picture in the house. Is that just me? Man, I do. Ooh, house, rock, sand, built strong, cornerstone, foundation, shifting sands, nothing there. The storms come, one last. Ooh, three little pigs jump into my brain. I don't know why. And big bad wolf is coming, but he prowls around like a lion, right? All these things, that's, now you know how my brain works. Right? That's why I talk about tacos up here sometime and things like that. It's great visual. That one even has aroma. But we look at these passages and, and they're such a vivid example. And it brings this, this beautiful, massive, complex theology into the realm of our understanding. I can simply say, how many of you in here want their house built upon the rock? That's easy. How many of you guys want your house built upon the shifting sands? No, we don't want that. That's great theology right there. It's what we can grab on and and hold on to. Worship team, if you guys want to come on up here. Remember, the cornerstone is the first and most important of all the foundational stones. There is nothing else. Nothing can compare. Though many people have tried to proclaim themselves as a cornerstone, they break against the true cornerstone. See, the weight of theology cannot be supported to their self-declaration of who they are, right? Because the truth of Scripture always exposes those things. So for us in our life, we need to seek nothing more than the cornerstone. And isn't that a relief? Isn't that a great relief? When I first became a father, there's an enormous responsibility that comes with that. But then when I gain revelation and understanding that, that, that Father, though you have made me a father of these kids, I am only a steward for them right now because you are their blessed father. So all that weight that society is trying to place on me of being a father, I can turn to my father. It's not a cop out, it's not a crutch as some people would say, it's smart. Build upon the cornerstone, believe in his justice and his righteousness, allow his love to extend and be thankful for that foundation stones hold everything up. It's what everything is built upon. You feel like your life is falling apart right now? Don't understand what is going on? Maybe it's time to realign yourself with the cornerstone upon that foundation. Will life all of a sudden order itself and make sense? No, probably not. But what it will do it will guide you and allow you to trust in the places you need to place that trust. Once again, it is the cornerstone. It must align with every foundation in our life. And when I say that, I mean relationships, jobs, ministry, whatever is your, your recreational time. It all means. Be aligned upon that cornerstone. Your thoughts on finances, your trust of others, your ability to forgive, it must all be aligned upon the cornerstone of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, whose love jets out before and It's quickly followed by His truth. A lot of stuff to think about today. I was so excited about this. I was, I mean, I wrote this and then I reread it and then I reread it. And it's just like, man, Jesus, there's so much theology, theology in this, but it's, but you present it in such a great way. See, I I talk to God like that because if you think I wrote that, I wish, and I can't barely string two sentences. Because Christ is the cornerstone. He desires His word to be spoken. He allows me to do things and when I reread it it's just it just boggles my mind how you know, perfect and complete. Jesus is the Scripture and the Holy Spirit and the Father's plan and all of me. You guys want to stand up with me, we're gonna pray. Maybe today you're saying, Man, I am this alone. With the cornerstone. I have just not thought about the cornerstone. I've been trying to base things in my life upon a lot of other things. If that's you today, I'm gonna open up this altar. We're gonna have prayer people, man. If you need prayer today, if you need it now especially, come get it. People are getting healed in our church, people are getting set free in this church. I mean, we're talking spiritual healing, we're talking emotional healing, we're talking Physical healing. It's like people go to the doctor and there's a corn piece in their leg. And then there isn't. That's weird. Because a lot of those things, as I know, don't just fix themselves. There's stuff happening here. Don't miss that because you're in misalignment with the cornerstone or that you have fear or pride that's keeping you of those things. I say that all simply to say that if you need Jesus, in any way, it should be every single one of us, man, these altars are open for people to pray for you. Don't let this time get away because the reality of when I say don't let people leave here the same way as they came in, the Holy Spirit usually says, okay, I want to all for these few minutes of this last it It's this response time that changes things. Because you are responding to what the Holy Spirit has been saying. See, that's the two-part thing. He can say whatever He wants to us, but until we respond, change doesn't occur. Pray with me, Father, what a plan You have! What an amazing plan You have! And and And, Father, in Your wisdom, through the Word of Jesus, by inspiration of the Holy Spirit, through the writers of the Bible, You bring a theology that we could no more comprehend or understand down to a place where we can visually begin to see what's going on. Lord, thank you for your teachings in such a manner. Help us to not run from those, but to run to those. Lord God, there is so much within our life that causes us, that that, that desires us, that entices us to get into misalignment with you. Lord God, Lord, we repent and we stand against such things as we seek to always be in alignment both vertically and horizontally with You, Lord, the cornerstone built upon the foundation that You have set in our specific spot that You have called us to. And Lord, how amazing is it that with so many bricks out there, You call us each into a wonderful and beautiful specific spot Doesn't matter how we look as a brick. Maybe we're a fancy, pretty red brick. Or maybe we're a rough stone brick. Lord, you have a perfect place for each one of us. Lord, help us along to be in orientation with the cornerstone. To have God experiences that flow from that cornerstone. Jesus, be glorified today. Be lifted high today. Holy Spirit, touch people in here today. Change them, convict them, confirm, challenge Lord, give them the boldness to meet you today in humble submission to the chief cornerstone. We pray this in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, Savior, and cornerstone. And everybody, shout it out. Amen. Amen. This concludes today's message. We hope you can join us next Sunday for services beginning at 10 o'clock a.m. at Bridge Assembly located at 725 Granite Avenue in Helena, Montana. For more information about Bridge Assembly, go to bridgehelena.com and we hope you can join us next Sunday with Pastor Jason Metz.